Hello, welcome to another episode of Under Pressure. Today is a very special episode as I have Juniper here with us to do a conversation on gender identity and their experience with gender identity. So I'm going to have Juniper introduce themselves. Yeah. Hi, I'm Juniper Joyce Jacoby. I go by uh, they, she pronouns, just recently reintroducing uh, she. I'm from New Jersey and that's about it sweet i'm so excited to do an episode with you today um and talk about gender because i haven't really touched on gender yet i kind of did in my last episode but i'm really excited for this conversation um so so we'll dive in with where did your exploration of gender fluidity and identity start quite honestly it started during 2020 um you know quarantine led me to have a lot of introspection and a lot of time on my phone. Uh, so funny enough, it was actually TikTok that had sparked my interest in exploring gender because I, before that, I'm from a small town in New Jersey called Jackson, Tucky up here. Uh, and I had never been exposed to that type of exploration. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I knew of transgender individuals and i knew of the fact that they're you know i just thought it was the two i didn't know the binary could be broken so once i found out pretty much that that was possible via tiktok actually which sounds sounds kind of silly in my opinion but um yeah i just thought wow what a cool thing to explore further i'm i'm an artist at heart so exploration of any type and, you know, being creative of any type with everything, you know, every facet of life is super fun and interesting to me. So I thought I was actually non-binary completely for a while. So that was interesting, you know, experience, very introspective time. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you mentioned TikTok because honestly, like my whole, like, not gender identity, like sexuality is formed from tiktok like i kind of knew that i liked women before tiktok in quarantine but like tiktok really drove it home for me so um i don't think it's silly at all and i think a lot of people find themselves questioning their identities especially on an app that's so like organic and like people are just sharing their experiences and it's like a really cool place to see a lot of different people's opinions and like views of the world so um I think TikTok is a really cool place to learn about other people's identities and introspect on your own. Um, I love TikTok. It's super, you know, you're, it's a platform where I personally feel comfortable and a lot of millions of people around the planet feel like it's a safe space, you know? Yeah, and it is. Like, I, I mean, there's always going to be people who don't agree with you, but, like, honestly, I found a lot of really good people on TikTok, so, Yeah. And a lot of people that listen to my podcast are actually from TikTok. So shout out to TikTok. Um, (laughs) Okay, so I definitely want to touch on your experience with being non-binary. I think I think we'll if you want to talk a little bit about that before I move on to the next question. Yeah, I um, I was I'm very grateful for my ex, my my last partner. He left such a opening for me to just be myself in whatever way that, you know, whatever that meant. 
um, and he encouraged my my name change. Oop, hold on one second. They cut out. We're doing this over FaceTime because... And I'm super grateful Ooh. for that. And I think if not for that relationship and safe person, I think, you know, maybe everybody needs a... At such an important time in my life. Um, but I, I mentioned to him, you know, I don't, I don't feel like a woman. I don't feel like a girl. I, um, I don't... I don't know what that means. <laughs> I didn't know where to go from there, but yeah. I, I just regurgitated what was going on in my head. He helped me run with it and I ran with it for like six months. I think I had been using completely, uh, they, them pronouns. And, um, I just, it, it was very frustrating at times because I would be misgender. I would get misgendered pretty often because I'm quite the feminine individual right. often. Um, and it just, it's disheartening. I don't ever get upset when someone dis- misgenders me by accident because I know that they're not intentionally disrespecting me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the same time, I just know at the bottom of my heart, I will never be seen as anything but a woman at first, you know? Right. And that's, that's hard to come to terms with because I don't feel like a woman at the bottom of my heart. I don't feel like a girl at the bottom of my heart. I'm a person. And that's, I think the best way that I've figured out how to describe it. I'm just a person, you know, I just want to be seen as a person, I think. Right. You know, that's the biggest thing, but being non-binary helped me feel the most like a person, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's, a really important perspective that you have. Um, and I think definitely that's the gender binary that's always kind of going to keep us in chains. Like just like how we're raised like boys and girls and the same thing with sexuality, like boys like girls and girls like boys. And it's just like we're programmed to think this way. And even if we undo our own programming, we can't force the world to unprogram, at least not as individuals. Yeah. It's such a big, it's such a big monster, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying that we're too small to fix it by ourselves because, you know, one person can make a big change. But at the same time, I'm not going to be the one to tell my grandma that, you know, anything about gender if she doesn't want to hear about gender, you know? You can't force people to change. Right. No, I totally agree. My grandma like ripped into me when I told her I had a girlfriend. I cannot even imagine if I told her that I I didn't feel like a woman. Um, I don't even think I wouldn't even try. I don't think. And that's frustrating and it feels inauthentic, but you got to choose your battles sometimes. It's true. And some of the battles are just huge because, you know, when I had first come out as non-binary to my mom and dad, my, my mom was like, you know, I feel like I'm losing my daughter. Oh my god! Which yeah. sucks because it's yeah. like, well, no, I'm I'm still me. I've always been this person. I'm just feeling like comfortable enough within my own self to be able to express my internal externally. You know, right. and you and felt like you could express that to those people in your life, which would honestly be an honor, like to be someone that's trusted with 
someone's identity, but they don't always take it how you wish they would. Yeah, you can't ever control. And that's the biggest part. You can't control how someone's going to react. You can only react accordingly to how they react, you know? Right. So frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Your mom sounds just like my mom. I think I'm also from New York. Um, So I think like moms just in the Northeast are just a different breed. But oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my mom would say, too, I think. But um, yeah, how how would you define gender and what it and what does it mean to you? That's a good I I'm very nihilistic in the way that I think that nothing matters. But I, I try and put a positive spin on it. Back in 2019, I was really, really depressed trying to be a person that I wasn't trying to push out my bisexuality and push out the idea that I didn't want to be my dead name anymore and push out, you know, all of these different things, putting myself in this box that I didn't want to be in anymore. So 2019 was hard, but Mm -hmm. what was the question again? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How would you define gender and what does it mean to you? Gender. Yes. So very nihilistic back to that. Um, Back in 19, I was nihilistic in a negative way but I think now that I've come to terms with who I am and who I want to be I'm very nihilistic in a positive spin-off so gender with that um you know nothing matters but also nothing matters so that's such a great thing it doesn't who who cares gender to me is like this is what I feel like I'm gender fluid a lot of the time so if I feel like using he him pronouns one day what does it matter what does it matter to you what does it matter to my mom what does it matter to you know my cat sitting on my bed right now it doesn't it right. what makes me feel good you know so who who is anybody to put me back in that box that i was in in 2019 when this is what makes me feel good today you know we are not promised tomorrow and that's a scary thought but that's also an amazing thought to me because we're not promised tomorrow. You might as well be exactly who you want to be in this exact moment today. Right. Um, gender is just, <laughs> I don't have a grasp on it, but that's, that's my take. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing. I think it's interesting that your mom said like that she was losing her daughter because it sounds like her daughter was finding herself <laughs> like while she was like saying with that yeah. perspective, um, Because gender's like just, honestly, it's kind of just chains. Like, and if you don't understand gender and you don't understand sociology, I'm very grateful to have taken sociology in college, like while studying science, I just happened to take it. Um, And like gender is a social construct. We created gender so that we can like understand the way that we move through the world. So, so many people that aren't educated on like sociology and the way that we have society structured don't understand that gender is fake. Like they confuse it with sex. They confuse it with like anatomy and expression. And it's just like really frustrating because yeah, it is. It's, it's completely a construct, you know, it's just words in the air. It's, it's nothing more than that. You know, it's not how you present yourself. It's not what's in your pants. It's not anything like that. You know, I TikTok again, I was on TikTok who was seemingly feminine in the beginning of the video and by the end of the video was completely masculine and go by 
he, him pronouns. And everybody was super respectful in the comments. Thank goodness, of course. But um, it just proves to me every day that it's not, you know, it is a construct that we created to make ourselves feel more comfortable moving in the world that we live in. And my, uh, actually, quick story, my, my friend on my soccer team, I go to Washington College um, down in Maryland, and uh, my friend on my soccer team was confused when I did come out to the team as non-binary back in the summer slash fall. And they said, well, oh, do you now, I don't understand, like, are you a man and a woman? You want to be a man and a woman now? And I, I was, it was kind of funny because it's actually the exact opposite. You know, I'm neither yeah. a man nor a woman. And I just don't think that everybody's educated in the same way. And I wish that it was taught to us because if this was taught to me at a younger age, I don't like the term tomboy because I wasn't a tomboy. I was wanted to use non-binary pronouns, you know, and I didn't even know that that was a possibility until I was 21, which is craziness. Yeah. Um, Another shout out to TikTok. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I... I think it's interesting, like, your teammate saying, like, oh, a man, you want to be a man and a woman, because, like, pronouns actually have nothing to do with if you're a man or a woman. It has everything to do with how you present, like, masculinity and femininity, or neither, or both. Um, yeah. That's what people don't understand, because sex is, like, your parts, like, man, woman, intersex, whatever genetically, whatever genetic parts you were born with, and then there's like i'm like the confine i'm trying to think of a good word to describe it like the constraints that society put on you like when you're a girl and you're born and you look just like a boy you look like any baby you know like a mom will dress you in a dress to make sure that everyone knows that she has a baby girl and because god forbid you're mistaken for a boy and people get so offended that blue blue blanket you know yes and it's it's you know drilled into you before you're even out of the womb with those gender reveal parties yeah um, I recently just started understand understanding gender reveal parties. Well, not like understanding them, but understanding how they can be toxic. Um, because yeah, like everyone's so obsessed with projecting femininity and masculinity onto b- infants, like fresh out of the womb, womb, and it's like, uh, I don't know, it's crazy. It's, I think that it, they are toxic in my opinion, only because. Like these children, these are infants. You're right. They, they they don't know left from right. And, you know, this is this is all they know. This is, this is all you teach them as soon as, you know, they see the pink blanket, if they even remember that at the because I think early developmental stages, everything is important, you know. So yeah. forcing this construct you know, unintentionally, because it's what my mom had was taught. It's what your mom was, you know, right for a boy, pink for a girl. You know, it's just, it's so ingrained into society that it doesn't feel like you can't do that. A lot of parents nowadays I'm seeing are using orange or green or different, different, you know, colors on the color wheel, which I think is super great. Um, but even then, they're more or less attacked on their choices, and oh, you're your child, and you're you're hurting your child in some way, and oh, God, that's just how can you say that to a new parent? You know, just because they're not 
subscribing to this gender that you feel should be forced on to this child. Right. Um, another big one with babies anyway and like kids is like to- toxic masculinity and like shaming little boys who want to play with dolls or put on a dress and it's like they're children like I don't that is really insane to me too like just like the toys and like how like you get like a little girl a fake kitchen and you get like a guy like a truck to go play with outside and like <sighs> these gender roles are enforced on us before we even know how to walk or talk yeah. And then people like wonder why it's so hard to figure out your identity or like to come out because this is all you've ever known. Yeah. And um, I think that's also why I have come back into, you know, she, her pronouns because this is, I, I, it's part of my identity and not by my choosing, but it's part of my identity because I've, I feel okay being called she, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't thrive in it, but also I feel like it is me because I was called she and her and referred to in those pronouns for my entire life, you know? So I don't, I don't feel like I I will personally ever lose that part of me. Yeah. Which maybe if things were different, I, I would not, you know, feel so comfortable or semi comfortable in those pronouns but you know that's just a hypothetical yeah no I think it's really interesting um using more than one I don't know how to say it like style of pronoun I guess like she they or he they or um he she they I only recently saw that because I was exploring gender identity and it started when I was in college because I had a coworker that came like came out as non-binary to me And so I adjusted my language and how I like viewed them. And I totally figured that out because a lot of my other coworkers were like, well, I don't understand like how to use them pronouns. Like that's plural, like whatever, Um, which is so annoying. It's all so annoying. But like once you figure out the language and you actually open your mind to like understanding them and making their experience in your presence more comfortable, um, like you start to like unpack all of that like internalized I don't even, is gender phobia a word? Like, I don't, like, it's not homophobia, but you know what I mean? No, I think, you know, gender phobia to a specific gender could be a real term. I haven't heard it before, but now that so many people are, you know, it's becoming more common to come out as non-binary or trans or anything like that. It's definitely because there's transphobia. Right. I think it is. I think the non-binary category does fall into trans um, with the LGBTQ+. Okay. Um, I'm just trying, because I'm trying to say, like, internalized homophobia, but I know it's not homophobia, so, like, internalized... Transphobia. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, like, breaking down that internalized transphobia and, like, actually opening your mind to the fact that gender is a social construct. Um, it's not real and it never has been real, but like, we've always taken it so personally for some reason. Yeah. And you know, I've had so many people take my own gender personally Yeah, when at the end of the day, it doesn't affect you if I'm, you know, if I go by he, him or she, her, or they, them, or Z, Zen, or, you know, like any 
pronoun set that is out there. There are so many, you know, it doesn't. And that goes back to my nihilistic way of thinking that nothing matters because at the end of the day, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. just, you know, why, why not let be kind and let, I sound like a hippie, but why not be kind and let people express themselves in a way that feels good, you know? Yeah. And that's really all it is. It's just everyone's trying to figure out how they can interact with the world in a way that makes them feel authentic. And I don't understand how that's offensive to people because like I understand if your mind is closed and you don't want to accept it. That's whatever. That's your own thing. But that doesn't mean that you have to blatantly disrespect people who are just trying to be their authentic self and like live their life. Yeah. Back to the girl on my soccer team. Um, you know, I got a lot of support from a lot of close people in my life. I only told, you know, my support people for the first like two months of me being non-binary. Um, and once I extended that information to people that were maybe surface level friends or what have you, you know, social media, um, a lot, a, a lot of backlash I got. And I, I, you know, this one girl on my soccer team will not be named said to me, I will not use your, I will not use Juniper, I will use your dead name when referring to you and to your face because, you know, it's not God's will. And Mm. I know a lot of Christians and Catholics, I do. I was raised in the Catholic Mm -hmm. religion. I went to church, you know, my mom and dad both went to Catholic church, Catholic school growing up. So it's ingrained into my brain. And that was hard to hear because I know a big, big thing with the, you know, Christianity is just love and then it's not shown and people use their religion against you in a lot of times. I'm not here to bash any religion, but at the same time, I'm just frustrated in how someone can use such a place of love to instigate hate. Yeah. I think... And that goes... Sorry, keep going. No, I was just going to say that I think a lot of people hide under the mask of their religion just so that they don't have to deal with their own shit. So I think that's where the hate comes from. Yeah, because, you know, I've met I've met people who were born into the born into Christianity and later in life find themselves exploring sexuality and gender and. I think that that's beautiful. You know, I am one of those people. I, I made my confirmation and my communion and yeah. I was baptized and here. all of this stuff. Yeah. And just feeling not accepted by that community is, it hurts at first, but then you realize you find your people and, you know, maybe that's via TikTok or Tumblr or Instagram or, and like not a physical realm, but you can meet up with those people too. Like you'll always have a safe space. There are too many people on this earth for you not to be similar to anyone, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, Just for the record, I used to, like when I first started following you, I was very inspired by like um, your pronouns just in your bio, just being non-binary. Like I thought you were so cool and so confident. And um, I just wanted to say thank you for inspiring me back in the day when I first found your account. Yeah. That makes me so happy because I, you know, my Instagram, I, I post a lot, but my Instagram is a lot 
for me, you know, and if that happens to make other people like inspire other people or make other people happy. I remember during the Black Lives Matter uh, protest around 2020 in the in the summer, um, there was this blackout and on Instagram and I didn't know how to react, how to respond because I'm very active on social media. And so just like spreading joy and kindness and happiness and love and all those fun things. That's just like a big thing. So you saying that I have inspired you in the past just makes me smile a lot. You can't see my face, but (laughs) I'm smiling. Yeah, you definitely inspired me so much and continue to. So thank you. Um, Okay, so I do have a couple more questions for the episode. We are I mean, we, we're doing okay. I didn't want to go too far over 30 minutes, but this is such a good conversation. I really don't mind. Um, I could talk and talk. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I love this. Um, I just wanted to ask, how did you land on the name Juniper? Funny enough, um, even my ex-boyfriend, like he, he wasn't even in the know. I was actually texting his sister who has since, you know, has changed her name in the past and um so I felt like I could go to her and she was like you know what I did like I just went on (laughs) like a thousand baby names and just like looked at the coolest baby names so I went to the website just like baby names for 2021 um or 2020 at the time and um went to the nature genre and I saw Juniper and it just resonated with me. I was thinking about a th- like three names actually, or two names, and it was either Ever, which I think would have been very cool, but would have only been feminine, mm-hmm. um, you know, in my opinion, and then Juniper. And I thought, well, I could be called June, and that's feminine, and then I could also be referred to as Juniper, and that's like that's a treat. So that doesn't have a gender. You know? <laughs> I love so, that. Yeah, I just, and I, I, I love how unique Juniper is, um, but also how not June is. So I have the best of both worlds with my uh, my current name. And I am very much, I feel very comfortable and confident in, in this name. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, okay, I definitely want to talk about your experience with your family a little bit um because on instagram actually like before i had a chance to actually talk to you i used to think like you just came off as so confident like so comfortable in your pronouns so just like as a stereotype of my own i was like oh like they must have like full support from their family like it must be like so good for them and i think that's what a lot of people do especially when they see someone comfortable on social media so i just wanted to talk about that a little bit and um shine some light on that yeah my um my mom actually she she doesn't support it at all my dad tries um you know my mom when I first came out as bisexual I said hey I'm gonna go on a date with this girl and she said oh is it a date date and I said yes it's a date date and she said oh my gosh dead name you're killing me and um that was back in 2017 so that's kind of my mom and I have a, a rocky relationship when it comes to sexuality and now gender mm-hmm. because I um, I wrote them a letter actually back in the summer slash fall when I had come out as non-binary and 
my dad responded he used to call me uh princess or sweetheart or you know whatever and since then has only called me pumpkin or sunshine which i love my dad so much he he really he tries you know he he wants to be as accepting as he possibly can right my mom um only refers to me as my dead name my dad did too because you know I, i tell my therapist that i understand and she says she says you don't have to understand other people and their inability to respect you you don't have to understand that that's not your job to make people understand who you are if they want to be there for you and if they want to love you unconditionally and if they want to support you in every regards that you can be your most comfortable and confident version of yourself then they'll do that you know wow and that, that goes in everything and you know romantic relationships especially I, I was so lucky to have the partner that I did while I, I I had him because it just left such a space for me to feel confident enough to say this is who I am not who I want to be no this is not a preference this is my these are my pronouns you know yeah this is who I am and being stern and confident in all of my decisions with who I am, even if, you know, because being completely non-binary didn't stick. But hey, I was, you know, confident as anything saying that I was completely non-binary while I was. And I was, you know, I was confident and happy and comfortable. And yeah, it was just, I think it's beautiful exploring yourself because how boring to be the same person your whole life. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Um, a big thing that my friends and I in college, like, we were all kind of exploring our identities. Like, my one friend's mom used to say, like, you've changed so much. Like, why have you changed? And honestly, like, if you don't change, like, what are you doing? Like, there's so much beauty out there. Like, go figure out who you are. Change every freaking day. Like, um, something I was going to say about your gender identity. Like, if tomorrow you wanted to drop the sheet, you could because it's your life and you can do whatever you want. Whatever makes you feel comfortable, go for it, you know? Like, we're not held. We are by a lot of people that are stuck in their ways. We're held to be this person that we used to be. And I think that's, like, the biggest thing I struggle with is, like, maintaining that version of myself that everyone knows and loves and like being afraid that they won't love and get to know the person I am and the person I want to be um so I think that's what holds me back the most from being like 100% authentic and I think it's awesome that you're doing your thing and trying your best even in the face of hate sometimes yeah it's terrifying yeah oh my gosh it is I I had a partner in 2019 um and he was not supportive in the slightest. And I, I fit into this little category because the risk of abandonment in this situation was just higher than me being authentic, which is sad. You know, it, it, I look back and I'm like, wow, I wish I wish that I was able to express myself in a way that made me feel safe, you know. But I actually, I buzzed my head in 2019 in August and um he broke up with me the next day saying his um, oh my god his genitals would be too confused to be with me anymore so people like that you know you can't control other people you just have to radically accept and that's something you know i i I learned in therapy but radical acceptance is just a beautiful thing it's not easy 
but it's exactly what it sounds like. It's radically accepting the fact that, you know, you can't change every chess piece. Every chess piece is not yours to touch, you know? Yeah. Wow. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Um, but thank you. (laughs) Thank you for still showing up (laughs) and like being yourself. And wow. A lot of, a lot of people in my life who I have lost since becoming who I want to be, who I am now. And I don't, I don't hate them. I hate hating. (laughs) Um, I don't hate them and I don't blame them. And I don't, you know, say negative things about them, even if they have said negative things and still continue to say negative things about me, because where does that get me? You know, what I put out is what I'm going to get back, like karma and everything, you know, um, why am I going to expel this, you know, put out this energy that is negative just to get it in return? I, I, you know, peace and love, peace and love. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I think to wrap up this episode, I just, like you said, when you were first coming out, you had a partner that was super supportive of you and asked you the right questions. Do you have any advice or questions that people who might be a little confused or questioning um, might want to ask themselves or like things to think about? The The best piece of advice I got when starting to explore my gender wasn't even from this partner it was from my therapist um you know i I'd mentioned a girl or you know you could be saying i don't feel like a boy or i don't feel like a you know whatever um and my therapist told me well okay that's that's okay and this you know that's okay if you don't have to you're no one's you know you don't have to you can just you can do what you want. It doesn't have to be public. You can refer to yourself in conversation. Start small. You know, that's the biggest thing. Start small. You can refer to yourself in stories, talking to people, using whatever pronouns you want to use because you're talking about yourself. You know, um, starting really small, finding this one person that you feel safe with and having them just use your pronouns with everyone and if that sparks a conversation with someone that they are talking to you know have a conversation with them and let them know well maybe don't use my real pronouns with this person or you know it's communication you know yeah so just feeling as long as you're comfortable with the person the one person that you choose to open up to at first and that's like coming out too with your sexuality just know who your safe people are that's the biggest thing yeah thank you um yeah one thing i got from demi lovato's episode on gender with i think they were it was the one with glennon doyle i'm not sure but um obviously gender is a social construct but gender is also a performance um and if you don't feel like performing in one way anymore you don't have to and i think the advice you just gave was brilliant and um like if you it's okay like if you don't want to and you don't have to and nothing matters and I really like that yeah yeah just knowing knowing that you don't have to that was the biggest thing for me you know going my whole life feeling like I had to perform you know like Demi said I 
it was mind blowing figuring out well, I can do whatever I wanted to and I can present however I want to present and I can wear a dress one day and I can wear slacks one day and I can, you know, like I can yeah. wear swim trunks and a rash guard to the beach and no one cares at the end of the day what you do with your life. And if they do, then, you know, they have to deal with that energy that they're exerting to not like you, you know? Right. Wow. This was a very important conversation. And I think that everyone listening to this definitely definitely gained so much insight from you. Um, so I just want to thank you again for coming onto this podcast and sharing your story and being vulnerable and being an inspiration. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for reaching out and having me. Yeah. Um, so as always, guys, if you have any questions or concerns or just need to talk, my DMs are always open. Um, thank you for listening. Definitely take care of yourself after this one. Talk to people you need to talk about. Write it out. Talk to people you need to talk to. Write it out. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll see you for the next episode. Thanks again, Juniper. Yeah, no worries. <laughs>